Welcome back to The Intersection. I'm Ben Armstrong. Today, Dr. Clem and I are thrilled to share with you an interview we did a few weeks ago with Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Jim and Martha are the founders of I Work For Him, a ministry that works to help believers see value in their work and their workplaces. I really think you're going to enjoy this interview, and it's our prayer that God will use it in your life as you strive to live out the story well. Let's join Dr. Clem and the Brangenbergs as they talk about their story, and I work for him. Well, today we want to welcome Jim and Martha Brangenberg to our podcast. I got to know Jim and Martha during my days when I was in uh, Clearwater, Florida, and they are the founders, the hosts, the creators of the I Work For Him ministry, and uh, the mission of that ministry is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field, and their I Work For Him podcast is dedicated to encouraging, empowering, and illustrating how to do all of this. So Jim and Martha, welcome to The Intersection. Well, thanks, Jack. Thank you so much. Good to be here. So you can tell I read your website. <laughs> Good thing it's the truth. <laughs> well, I, I knew it was true, and uh, it's it's obviously being lived out by the both of you. So anyway, well, let's just tell a, a little bit about the history of our relationship. I met you guys in Clearwater, Florida, and I think, uh, Martha, I met you one time when we were at Carabas. Is that right? Do I have that right? Did you... I know. I miss lunches at Carabas these days. But anyway, it was Jay Lippy who introduced me to you, brought me along to a uh, radio program that you were hosting him. I came along and um, you asked me a few questions and, and then we became friends. And then you just jumped right into the work that I was trying to do at Clearwater Christian College. Is that pretty accurate? Phenomenal college in <laughs> I know. Uh, Clearwater, Florida. I it know. Was, it was great. I, I loved working alongside you. You, uh, well, you know, I often think about the two of you and how you just really helped me build a network with the Faith Work Business Network in Tampa Bay. Uh, you prayed for me many times. I remember that always being so encouraging. You encouraged me. You leveraged that radio program you had to promote the college. You took an intern. Did you take more than one or just was it just one? Mm-hmm. Took two. Yeah. And that was, that was a good experience, right? Absolutely. We still are in touch with both of them. Oh, that's awesome. And then I think the most important thing that you helped me do was see the synergy between faith and work. Because here I was coming to a, a Christian liberal arts college, and up to that point, I'd always been involved in a seminary or a Bible college. And now I'm working with students who don't necessarily want to go into ministry. And you helped me to see how I could communicate to them and show them that work is their ministry. And that was really, really helpful. And then, of course, you just brought me along into the network of the Tampa Bay, um, you know, Christian Businessmen's Fellowship and... Uh, Christian Chamber this, of Commerce, Tampa Bay. That's right. C3TB.org. I know. Well, <laughs> we got to bring Ben into this conversation a little bit too. He's here uh, co-hosting with me as always, and he does a great job setting up all this work. But, but I've told Ben a little bit about uh, the two of you and just uh, kind of, um, you know, introduced him to you so that he becomes your friend as well as you become his friend. And um, uh, Ben, of course, went to a Christian liberal arts college in Greenville. We won't name it, but... uh, The unmentionable. (laughs) Bob Jones University, the Clearwater rival. (laughs) You guys were so liberal compared to Bob Jones. I know we were. You guys were were on the slippery slope. Okay, all this collegiate talk. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, hey, Jim and Martha, introduce us and our listeners to the I Work For Him ministry. I see lots of new initiatives on your website, 
So give us an update. You know, you went from radio to podcasting from Tampa to Fort Myers. So give it to us. Tell us what's going right, on. So I work for him really came about because of my story. Uh, mm -hmm. I was one of those guys that uh, actually Martha and I both committed our lives to full-time Christian ministry as 13 year olds, same night, same place, San Diego state university, July 13th, 1979 at a youth conference, three years before we would even meet. But we committed ourselves to full-time Christian ministry, which naturally meant after we met and dated and got married, that after we got out of our four-year college, we enrolled in seminary because we made this commitment to full-time Christian ministry. And we thought, well, that naturally means that we need to go be working in a church. Mm -hmm. And that began a 20-year journey of us as entrepreneurs running an insurance agency and a used car dealership of understanding that our, our work really mattered to God. At, by the time we turned 40, it was the first time I'd ever heard that my work mattered to God. Because as a 22-year-old 22 22-year-old 22 couple, we were mentored by a couple of uh, deacons or trustees of our church that said, business is business and church is church, and they have oh, nothing yeah. to do with each other. So just make a lot of money, give it to the church, and maybe you could serve on a committee one day. Mm -hmm. and, and again, growing up in the church and having a drug problem in the church, you know, because we got drugs Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night <laughs> to church, uh, we were really told that, hey, it's kind of a two-tiered. The kingdom's got two tiers. You got pastors and missionaries, and you got everybody else. Mm -hmm. So if you really want to make an impact in the kingdom, you got to be a pastor or a missionary. Uh, otherwise, you're just everybody else. So the journey to I work for him, I got introduced to the fact that faith and work were supposed to be interconnected as a 40 year old. And in 2013, I'm, I'm making the story short because Martha otherwise would elbow me. 2013, <laughs> I was speaking to the group right before we launched the Christian Chamber of Commerce Tampa Bay. And I said, here's five ways to incorporate your faith into your work. Because for crying out loud, Christian business people are the most embarrassing people in the marketplace. When somebody says, hey, I'm a Christian, you should do business with me, people run the other direction like, ah! That's so true. Because, so because true. it is so embarrassing. And I sat down in the room next to the only person I didn't know, and she happened to own a Christian talk radio uh, station, and she goes, Jim, you need to talk about that on the radio. So that's mm -hmm. how I got started. Okay. Well, when you did that, uh, you were just like once a week, wasn't it? Uh, Correct. Just one night a week, Friday, uh, Monday night at five o'clock. We did that for the first 15 months, just me. Mm -hmm. uh, it, and, and then it, it morphed into growing into five days a week. Yeah, I remember when you uh, made that transition to the to the weekly thing. I went from that one day, then I think you were doing a couple days, and then you went the whole week. That's I, right. I happened to be part of uh, that conversation a little bit with you. So that's well. I noticed a couple of new initiatives on the I Work for Him website. So tell us about that. I, I saw I retire for him. She works for him. Yeah. So what's going on? Well, it's um, over the years, God has really revealed some things to us. And um, let me start by saying, he's always told us, don't reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of boots on the ground, a lot of people who I am stirring to do things, but to be the, the mouthpiece, to be the voice, to um, lift up what God is doing all over the place. But a couple of things that we have seen is that um, living in Florida, we are surrounded by retirees. And um, in, the, in the conversation that happens within the American dream and the church, for some reason, retirees take all their years of experience, all their wisdom, they put it on a shelf mm -hmm. and they go hang out with their peers and don't, aren't really given an open door to make impact 
or encouraged to do that in any way. So we've seen a real gap there and needing to have this conversation with connecting their faith and their work, which happens to be retirement. They may have financial retirement, but God's not done with them. Right. So continuing that conversation in the retiree crowd. And then the other one is the she works for him. Mm-hmm. And in this whole conversation with connecting our faith and our work, we have seen a, um, a, a missing element of really speaking into the working woman, the Christian mm-hmm. working woman. Mm-hmm. And we all know that the majority of the workforce is women mm-hmm. and um, not, not a major majority, but it's more than half, you know, somewhere about 55%. Yeah. And so wow. um, speaking into the Christian working woman and saying, um, you know, God equipped you to be this amazing, whatever you are, you know, whatever their role is in work from a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. which is a lot of work. <laughs> it's a job And it is an want. amazing <laughs> opportunity. Um, you know, some people will say all the way to the boardroom or whatever, whatever role a woman has, a Christian working woman, speaking into them, speaking truth about their work and about how God created them and um, and the misnomer of the of Proverbs thirty one and really embracing who God created them to be. So um, so we just really have um, kind of given those conversations um, some focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, there will be some books coming out um, sometime oh, soon, so people right. can keep watching our website iworkforhim.com. That's iwork the number four him yes. That's right, and those should be releasing sometime yet in 2020. Jack, you'll find this funny as an academic and somebody that is way smarter than me. You know, I, I, I'm sure I've told you this many times. You know, like, I'm not going to write a book. Everybody says, Jim, you need to write a book. I'm uh-huh. Like, I'm not going to write a book till God tells me to write a book. Well, Jack, this year we wrote a trilogy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we got three different books coming out. They'll all come out uh, around Christmas time. Well. That's amazing. I mean, congratulations. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, I know that both of you are readers. And um, uh, Martha, you ran the Christian bookstore at your local church there for a while. And, and um, you often on the show will, or on the podcast, will feature some authors and work your way through books. That is, do I have that right? Do I recall that correctly? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and um, just to that point, I mean, God is just really stirring, you know, this same giving a lot of people um, the opportunity to share either their story or what God's been revealing to them in this space. Mm-hmm. And so we get the opportunity to share that with the, our listeners. Yeah, we try a- to find books, Jack, we really try to refine our mission. And that's really what we're working on right now. We're not, we're not on the radio right now. We came off in the middle of May. Um, COVID really had a, a huge impact on radio listenership, especially drive time. Actually, because, not our full length show, but we have a one minute. Right. We're, yeah, we're on 100 plus stations with our one minute power thought, our oh, okay. I work for him power thought, yeah. which that's really perfect for Christian music stations. Yeah. But we just realized that people weren't driving mm. anymore. Oh, that's right. Drive that's time. right. I mean, literally, yeah. you drove, we drove through Atlanta in June. Mm hmm. In the middle of the day, it was like a Sunday morning in Atlanta. Oh, there was wow. nothing on the highway. You're like, what happened to the people? It's like, Wait, did the rapture happen and we just got left behind? <laughs> uh, so what we hire, we try to be really pick authors that are speaking to the everyday Christian worker uh, because so many of them are focused on leaders and business owners. Yes. But, but there's 55 million people in the workforce that need to be encouraged to connect their faith and their work. They need to be awakened to that idea that God cares about their work right. and then activated by connecting them to a ministry that will disciple them. Well, hold that thought because I, I do want to just like wrap up one more thing that I noticed on your website that I want our listeners to be aware of. And that is that you two also um, have a major emphasis in a marriage ministry. 
And of course, I know COVID probably put a, a hold on that or a stop on some of the cruises and the different activities that you've done in the past. So what's going on with that part of your ministry these days? So we do, we have a real passion for um, the covenant of marriage and really um, celebrating marriage and also helping people to see that, you know, when your marriage is struggling, you take that with you to your work. Mm -hmm. You don't leave that at the door as much right. as you think you might want to, it, it just can't happen. And the same thing is true. When your work is very stressful, you bring it home into your marriage and it can be very divisive. So we do try to build up marriage in different ways. And Lord willing, we will have a marriage cruise in February of 2021. It is oh, nice. on the books. And as of now, those should be sailing. And um, we just take, you know, 20 couples with us. We spend a long weekend away from the internet, away from children, away from work, and really get to sh remind them of how important it is to spend time together and what the Bible has to say about that. Mm -hmm. And this year, our focus is really going to be on entrepreneurial yeah. couples. And, and we did get last year's cruise, this year's cruise in. We got back on the 2nd of March. Okay. Which oh, cool. So we cut it as close as you could be because <laughs> oh, wow, wow. like a week after that, people were like, you can't travel internationally. And I mean, the, the borders have been shut. We, yeah. we got oh, ours wow. in squeaked in there by the hair in our chinny chin chin issue <laughs> oh that's awesome well okay so let's transition a little bit in the conversation from okay that's i work for him and then of course what we're doing here in our podcast really grew out of a bible study that uh, ben and i started doing at church so ben why don't you kind of bring that piece of the conversation together with what we hear from jim and martha how did how did we get started yeah, so we we taught a we taught through a book called The Drama of Scripture, which is a you know a, a large biblical theology of the whole story of Scripture. Mm -hmm. so it starts the creation, goes all the way through the fall, Israel, uh, Jesus, the church, and then uh, you know the end of the world and you know the new creation that's restored. And so it covers all of that through the whole Bible. And we really enjoyed it and mm, found it really yes. challenging and uh, kind of changed the way we think about how we read the Bible, interact with it, and then how we live as actors in the story today mm -hmm. and how whatever we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis is living in a story. And so we want to live in the story that God's given us and we want to do that well. Mm -hmm. And so We've talked a lot about how the story should affect how we view different things, how mm -hmm. the story should impact how we read the Bible, but then also how we live day to day. And so, you know, I think one of the things that I'm really curious about is, you know, Jim and Martha, as you think about working and how you've spent a lot of time developing a, a biblical, you know, view of work, um, how does story fit into that? And how do you, how do you help people see the worth of selling used cars or cleaning up a space or working in a restaurant or working at home or, you know, whatever it is, how do you start to, you know, give people value and weight to what they do in a daily basis in their workplaces? Mm. That's a phenomenal question, Ben. Uh, it, it, here, here's the thing. Jesus was such a great example for all of us. And, and when he was hanging out with people here on earth, he didn't really hang out with all the high and mighty people. He hung out mm -hmm. with the everyday people. He, he raised, uh, I mean, he hung out with tax collectors. He hung out with IRS officials. Um, <laughs> you know, he hung, I mean, okay. So he, he hung around with prostitutes, um, uh, people that were just really struggling in life. I mean, he, he, he hung around with really worldly mm -hmm. sinful people who were broken and needed hope. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's the biggest message is that he, and he, and he never degraded 
he just spoke truth into people and lifted them up. No matter what their work was, whether they were fishermen, whether they were a tax collector or whatever their thing would be. I mean, he called some people out of their work. He called the prostitute out of the prostitution business. But the, the whole idea was he lifted everybody up in their work. He didn't say, hey, leave your work. I want you to go. And he said it to 12 guys, leave your work. Come follow me. I want to make hmm. you fishers of men. But right. he actually never told them to leave their work in entirety because we know that Paul, the apostle, you know, number 13, the apostle, he made tents all the way through his ministry mm -hmm. and used it to be active in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned story. So the, the greatest part about I work for him is, is the launch, the first two weeks, which Jack didn't know me yet then, um, <laughs> I thought I would be the next greatest Christian Rush Limbaugh espousing my <laughs> incredible wisdom about faith and work. Those first two shows and a buddy of mine uh, came up to me and goes, Jim, I don't think that's working. <laughs> why don't you why don't you just capture the stories of what God's doing out there in the marketplace? And so we just started interviewing people, which that was my skill. I've been in sales all my life. I've been a commercial sales guy for 25 years. And so in order to be a really good insurance agent, you have to ask a lot of great questions. And so God mm -hmm. had already refined that into me. Mm -hmm. And so I just started asking people questions and letting them share what God was doing in their lives because we all are inspired by the faith stories of others. Yes, that's mm -hmm. so true. Mm -hmm. That's so true. So what are like, uh, you know, short, you know, in your many years of questioning people in their workplaces, like what are some of the answers that have been most meaningful to you about why the workplace matters? Like as you interview people, like, oh, that's really good. Wow. I, I think around a couple of different themes and one would be where people, um, one that's really profound is that those that have been raised in the church, like Jim and I were from a very young age, we struggled more with connecting our faith in our work than the people that we have met that got to know Jesus as an adult. And they're like, well, of course, if he changed my life, he changes everything. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it impacts my work. And I think that's been one of the biggest ahas for us. I can remember years ago, personally, we went through Crown Financial Ministries and, and the conversation was, well, when you, were, when you became a believer, when you got immersed in water, um, in your public baptism, whatever it might be, you, a lot of people in their minds hold their wallet out of the waters, you know, just that visual <laughs> of yeah. I'm going to not going to not going to give my money over to God. Mm. We do that with our work without even meaning to and mm. say, well, everybody tells me they have to be, you know, separate or I've never seen it demonstrated, but when we I've never it, heard it preached from the pulpit. Exactly. Right. But mm. when we meet someone who met Jesus as an adult, um, they have less of a trouble with this conversation because they're, they're like, well, if it, Jesus changed my life, of course, it, it, of it course, impacts it impacts everything about my right. life. So, right. so the one of the great the story that I've told a thousand times, mm -hmm. we brought together two bicycle ministries in Tampa Bay. One guy um, uh, gathered bicycles, fixed them up, and gave them out to thirty different ministries. The other guy got bicycles and helped homeless people. Uh, learn to fix bikes. And then if they work 10 hours, they got a bike for free to be able to take themselves to work. So this guy, mm. we opened up. So we, I'm just trying to have fun. I'm on a Christian talk radio station. We actually opened up with the queen song. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. <laughs> so we opened up a Christian talk radio with a queen song. And I asked this guy, we always used to ask everybody when we had an hour long show, how'd you meet Jesus? How'd you become mm. a Jesus follower? And this guy goes, well, I was on an LSD trip and Jesus intersected my 
uh, LSD trip, and I became a Jesus follower ever since. And I started reading the Bible, and I, I started doing what the Bible said. I realized it said, you know, work with the least of these. I figured that was homeless people, so I wanted to help homeless people. It wasn't until later that I realized Christians don't really do that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very that true. Was, that was in the first five minutes of that show. I thought they were going to flip the switch and say, and it was not? It was the, well, some of the most profound things for us to hear that, you know, God intersected him right where he was at. And that when he started reading the Bible, he applied it. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, that is how we should live every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when you start talking about faith in the workplace, all of a sudden you have this sort of uh, mental image of somebody standing at the water cooler, you know, and wanting to, you know, um, capture your attention with some sort of, a, <laughs> you know, just beat you over the head with your, mm -hmm. their Bible or just stick their finger in your face or just start ranting and raving at you. So, you know, or leave it, a tract on the back of the toilet yeah, in yeah. the work restroom or whatever. But, yeah. but you have some, you've developed over the years, some really simple, mm -hmm. I think doable kind of suggestions as to how to live your, live your faith out in the workplace um, in a, in another more productive way. Can mm -hmm. you share a couple of those thoughts with us? Yeah. So we have a thing where people can actually make a commitment to join the, I work for him nation. And it's, it's really just a pledge between you and the Lord. And some of those items are to um, be a person of excellence in what you do. Right. So mm. don't be lazy. Don't cheat. Don't lie. Don't, you know, not do your work. Do it well so that people see that you're living out biblical principles in your work mm. and befriending the people well, that you work with. I mean, this is, this is how it worked out. The I Work Remination Covenant really came from how the Lord revealed my work mattered to him. Uh, I, I, I started, to make a long story short, we just came up with, I started praying for my coworkers and employees by name each and every day. People that I interacted mm. with every day, I started praying for them. Then I looked for ways to serve them over and above what my job required me to do. Then I looked for ways to befriend them outside of work so I could actually have a real relationship where they would care about what I thought about. And then I looked for ways when they looked like their demeanor was down, like they were having a downtrodden day. And I'd ask them, hey, what's going on? And then I'd listen, which mm -hmm. that's a good gym skill. I'd listen. <laughs> and then I'd say, can I pray for you about that right now? Mm -hmm. And then I pray for people. Pray but with then, them. Pray with them. Mm -hmm. and, then all, and then, but all along, my work had to be excellent because I could have, if I had crappy work, nobody cared about anything else I was doing. Right, but if I had right. excellent work, all those other things really made it easy. But it all started with prayer from my people I worked yeah. with. Mm -hmm. See, that's so much more helpful and much, so much more productive. Even now, when we talk about work or vocation, uh, right along the same lines, created in God's image. What does it mean to be created in God's image? And well, how do we image God? Well, we talk about, uh, well, we, we image God by being creative. We image God by uh, being redemptive in re relationships and so forth. So take the workplace and you look at it and you say, well, how can I be redemptive in this, in this particular workplace? I'm, how can I be creative? What can I invent? Or what can I fix? Or how can I help? Uh, the workflow process be a little bit more efficient and effective. And so, uh, you know, so I think there's where some of the intersection is between what God has led you all to do and what uh, burden has been arising in both of our hearts with regard to just helping people look at the story of Scripture and not be intimidated by it, but but see how it is so beautiful, coherent, consistent, and then see, okay, well, if this is true and I'm created in God's image and likeness, then how do I how do I thrive in this story? Hmm. How do I how do I live out the gospel in a very meaningful way? How do I demonstrate that I'm a Jesus follower? Uh, I like that phrase that you all often use. And how do I um, show that uh, I am doing something very meaningful for the King? 
it really goes back to the word flourishing, Jack. That's what I like to say. You use the word thrive. I like to use the word flourishing, and it's in it. Um, they're very similar words, I'm sure, when you go to the root word in the Greek or whatever. Yeah. But we need to understand God put Adam and Eve in the garden, and he gave them work. That's right. And he said, Adam, I want you to name all of the animals. And they're like, holy smokes, what a job that was. Right. And, and then God said, but wait a minute, I'm going to help you. I'm going to bring all the animals to you. God right. worked alongside Adam. Right. That's what he wanted to do with mm -hmm. us. He wants to work alongside of us. Then sin entered the world. Very important. Mm -hmm. God gave us work. Then sin, ter sin entered the world. Most mm -hmm. of us think, well, work is a result of sin. It's right, it's right. not. Mm -hmm. God gave right. us work first. Then we sinned and work became more difficult, but God still wants to work alongside of us right. because that's what brings flourishing. Sitting at home, getting a free check is not flourishing. Working by the sweat of your brow, that is flourishing. Yeah. And I think that's what's, you know, if people could just grasp that. And remember, Martha, one of the first, uh, you know, as I got to know you a little bit through uh, my friendship with Jim, I remember uh, you saying, like, nobody ever says on Sunday, you know, what's my Monday going to be like? Or how am I going to be prepared for my Monday? Or how does this impact my Monday? You know, okay, mm -hmm. I'm listening to this message, but uh, okay, but how does it affect what I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, through the rest of the week? And that's kind of what we want to do as well, help our listeners to this podcast be able to see that this is a productive way to live, a, a flourishing way to live. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, you know, and, and just embracing what Monday has for us and the, the God's provision of work, if we um, are blessed to be able to do something, whatever that might be, doing it to his glory and using the skills. You know, I, for the longest time, I struggled with, I'm the kind of person that I get in the weeds. I like, I, I'm not the visionary, but you give me the tasks and I'm always thinking, well, how can I do that? And what can I, you know, and I used to feel bad that it was like, I'm not a visionary, but the truth is without me, the visionary can't get their work done. And right. as soon as I embraced that and realized that's how God made me, let me flourish in that mm -hmm. and let me do that in my work. Um, it gives a whole new perspective and you, you, you can enjoy how God created you instead of... Oh, yeah. Psalm 139, just realizing that we're created exactly the way the Lord wanted us to be wired and created. And and if we can just embrace that and see that we're living out how we've been created in the image and likeness of God mm -hmm. and embrace our work, we'll definitely thrive. Well, as we wrap it up, I did want to ask you, and this, we probably could do a whole uh, podcast on this and maybe... Maybe there's a part two of this somewhere along the line, but I know you're, you always are, your, your network is rich and you're always interacting with wonderful people. So I'm thinking about the post pandemic church. And, uh, I mentioned Tom Rayner, uh, has come out with an article, just a brief article, but really a good conversation. I think he started, what are you seeing on the business side, as well as on the church side of what church is going to be like, or, you know, maybe even some thoughts you have as to what the church should be thinking about. Well, I think not only thinking about it, but actually doing now and not waiting for post to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, the scripture is very clear where two or three are gathered. Um, you know, that is our, our mandate. That is our, our opportunity. And we are doing that already, whether it's on a Zoom call or whether it is a conference call, um, you know, virtual as well as in person, um, even in our own homes, is not waiting for the tomorrow, but what, what can we do today to be the church? Because right. the church is all of this, the groups of two or three that gather together in any, in any way possible, you know, technology is not the limit there right. and um, allowing God to be working in our lives now 
helping us to impact those that he gives us to steward in our lives. What are we doing with that? So I like to think of it in terms of, of now, not waiting for something in the future to happen, but it's going to look different. And but the church is alive if we allow those um, gatherings to make a right. difference. I think we just said there, just being the church is is really key. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jim. Well, I just going to say, you know, the the church, we have nine trillion dollars of the buildings in the United States of America that are churches. Mm. That was not. We never read anything about that in in the Book of Acts. That that right. wasn't his plan. Right. And, and just as God used the death of Stephen to scatter his church across the Roman Empire because they were supposed to go to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. I believe that God is using COVID to scatter his church in the neighborhoods of America. Amen. Yes. Instead of being behind the four walls, because 65 to 70% of the population wasn't going to church anyway. Mm. So we got to bring the church to them. Mm. Well, we were talking about bringing it to them in the workplace, because as Jesus followers in a workplace, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers, our employees, our bosses may ever meet. Right, right. And, and now we're in our neighborhoods. And once we can actually see people in some parts of the country, they're still not allowed to leave their homes, but in most places you can, we need to start ministering to our neighbors. Yes, mm. right. I mean, God brought us, put us, he planted us where we are on purpose. Mm. Yeah, we've we've lived sort of this uh, this lie, I would say, you know, come to a service mm. rather than be the church and reach into your community and so mm. forth. Mm. We, can't, we, we came to that lie though, Jack, because we thought that pastors and missionaries were the number one in the kingdom and everybody else right. is number yeah. two. And that <laughs> yeah. was a lie. Yeah. So I have one more question before I let you go. Um, I'll throw you, a, I'll throw you an oddball and you, know, you guys can take <laughs> it or leave it. So we're talking about pandemic people in COVID and um, you know, I'm sure some of our listeners might, because of COVID, either be unemployed or are working from home. Uh, do you have any advice or encouragement for people who are either wanting to work but can't right now or who are finding themselves in a workplace that they don't really, you know, it's kind of different. It's, you know, out of the ordinary. They got kids running around or they're trying to figure out how do I do virtual school with my kids while I'm trying to work from home. You have any encouragement for our listeners like that or uh, any you know final words you'd like to say to them? You know, I think along the same lines is no, don't miss the opportunity that's in front of you right now. You may not want to be unemployed, but in this moment, while you're searching for that work, use each and every day that God gives you to the best of your ability and lean into him. I'll, my word for 2020 at the beginning was the word deeper. Mm. And I believe that, you know, this is an opportunity for us to maybe spend more time with the Lord, to go deeper in the word. Um, don't miss those opportunities. And at the same time, don't beat yourself up every night for the things that you weren't able to accomplish. And and realize, again, this is God. You can practice juggling and then some things you need to let go of because they right. never mattered to begin right. with. Right. <laughs> and there's a lot of people struggling with how do you how do you teach school for all the elementary school kids and how do you do your right. job? And, and this, it is a tough time. This is a time for more prayer as a family than ever before. Uh, and it's also just a prayer for our country uh, because it, it, it is messed up. And the unemployment thing is it's tough because people that have been on unemployment and collecting it, have, a lot of them have been making more money on unemployment than they were in their jobs. That's not right. everybody. Uh, and, and that was, again, not a really healthy thing. Uh, but there is work out there and the economy is recovering and, and it may be harder to find a job right now. But God is in this and he knows he promised to meet all of our needs 
and he will do it. He's faithful to do it each and every day. Mm. So then one more plug, uh, where can people go to find more information about what you guys are doing? Where can they find your podcast? Where can they, where can they go? They can find our podcast everywhere that you can find podcasts. I work the number four him and always online. I work the number four him.com. That's right. And all those resources are right there too. So for people that, um, you know, they can go to the podcast page and get all the links. Um, our social connections are all at the bottom of the homepage as well. So connect socially. We do a lot of stuff on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, we love to interact with people. And consider yeah. making that commitment to the I Work For Him Nation and really be a change agent in your mm -hmm. workplace. The website's really easy to use. And so uh, I think you'll enjoy it if you go and find it. So I Work For Him. Jim and Martha, thank you so much yes, for thank you. helping us out and uh, being part of our podcast for this episode. And so much of what you're doing is just tremendous work. And we are grateful to the Lord for all that. So thank you so very, very much for being part of us today. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Jack. All right. Take care. Well, that was so good. I hope you were encouraged through Jim and Martha's story and their practical wisdom on how to live well in your workplace. Make sure you check out their website to learn more. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, make sure you do so to ensure that you get our latest content. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on The Intersection. Intersection.